prices for just about everything seem to be going up right now. That's assuming that you can even get it. So prices for gasoline are going up, but there's shortages on the shelves of just about everything. And for people in North America, that's fairly rare. Just-in-time delivery, the supply chain, all of those things have been fairly constant. But once there's a ripple in the system, and now you have all these price swings from whether it's uh, lumber or gas, doesn't really matter. It seems like all commodities are going crazy. So been a lot of news, whether it's transitory inflation, all these terms, whatever, we're going to kind of get into that because there's a lot of concern, whether you're an economist or cannabis consumer, doesn't really matter. But a lot of people are seeing the impacts of inflation, whether it's at the grocery store, uh, regardless, your dollar is buying less and less. You can see that in housing is a that that bubble is pushing the price up. It's it's uh, inflation coupled with speculation that's driving housing specifically. But what about the cannabis space? Let's take a look and see how inflation could impact the cannabis industry with this headset report coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So right off the bat, let's get the definition out of the way of what inflation is. According to Investopedia, it's the decline of purchasing power of a given currency over time. So in other words, inflation is the reason why the dollar is buying you less and less beef jerky. It used to be $10 a pound. Now it seems like it's $10 for four teeny little strips. Um, also, in my opinion, part of the reason why housing is going up, but other commodities as well. So uh, supply and demand, right? Old school economics. Um, so it's taking more dollars to buy the same goods and services. One of the easiest ways to begin evaluating inflation in any industry is to look at the average price over time. So let's look at the average item price of all cannabis products in the adult use market in the U.S. over the previous year. So over the last 12 months, within most of those markets, the prices have become fairly stable over the last year. Michigan kind of stands out as a notable exception. They have a steady decline in average item price, falling from $25 and change to $19 um, from July of 2020 until June of 2021. Uh, and that's kind of normal. You know, as soon as a, a new emerging market kind of comes on, you're seeing massive, um, you know, margins or profits uh, and then that price comes back down to reality i wouldn't necessarily attribute that to to canada because they were already closed by july so no one was really coming over from toronto for example um and i'm not sure how much because ohio none of the surrounding states have new measures that would draw money away from those borders so my guess is that it's just normal that after a while, people either found their niche or they just, um, uh, prices came down, whatever the reason is, is this is a normal trend. Nevada was heavily influenced by tourism. And so we saw some price volatility during the pandemic. Prices in Oregon were also notable uh, increase right after the beginning of the year, but then remained stable after that. So when we look at the relative change in average item price from July of 2020 to June of 2021, again, Michigan stands out with a decrease in pricing. So the only market share that saw a rise in average item price over the last 12 months was Oregon with a 2% increase. So although Oregon saw an increase in price, this data specifically doesn't indicate 
uh, that inflation is driving up retail prices, but maybe average item price is also not an ideal method for evaluating the influence on inflation for the cannabis industry because average item price is heavily influenced by what consumers are purchasing and the products available in the market. So for example, if the average item price for edible products could be decreasing over time, it could be because people are increasing their tolerance. So um, average item price for five milligrams is, is five, 10 bucks, whatever, but a hundred milligrams is going to be 20. So your average item price is going to go up uh, because people are looking for something different. So consumer behavioral changes might be uh, impacting that as well. So maybe a better way to evaluate inflation uh, is to track the prices of individual products over time. So looking at the month over month median price for all individual products, uh, we can see that you're able to track monthly average prices um, and then compare the monthly changes to all other products at other retailers. So if inflation was heavily impacting the cannabis industry, we would expect that the price of individual products would increase over time. We don't see that happening. Most of the time in most markets, the prices of products have either held stable or decreased. But what you'll definitely see in some markets, and you're already seeing it, is shrinkflation. So beef jerky, I mentioned that. Instead of $10 a pound, you're seeing $10 for four ounces. Costco is doing it. Um, you know, with their own toilet paper, instead of 140 um, sheets, you're getting 100. So it's the same price, same packaging, just less of the product inside. Uh, and so the consumers don't really necessarily see that happening. So you might end up seeing smaller edibles. Um, although, you know, with flour, $40 uh, for an eighth has been the same for a long time. Like go back 40 years and tell me what's the same price it's always been. You know, silver, um, silver is between 15 and $50 for half a century. That's about it. So everything else has gone crazy. I, I mean, with cannabis, I can't imagine it's always going to be the same, but for some reason, it kind of sticks to this same, same number, $40 an eighth. <laughs> but um, I think we'll see shrinkflation with finished products, especially edibles, beverages, and things of that nature. But here's some things of why the cannabis industry might be able to beat inflation. Uh, so what we saw after the Great Recession, 2008, 2009, the U.S. government started what's called QE or quantitative easing. You know, when the, they make the money printer go burr, same thing. They're trying to boost the economy by printing money, but it's never worked actually in the history of fiat currencies. That's never worked. Actually, that's uh, basically the nail in the coffin when you start doing that. So not really sure what they're doing, but um, yeah, hold on. What we saw in 2010, after the first round of quantitative easing, you know, you had Warren Buffett and everybody else talking about inflation and investing. Warren Buffett was quoted as saying that equity in a good business is a claim on future human behavior. What he's saying is that good businesses provide services, and then you can raise your prices and manage costs to expand profits during inflationary periods. They can grow earnings. Cannabis investors might find it difficult in most U.S. markets to be able to hedge inflationary repercussions. Cannabis companies can really only cut labor. It's difficult to, to lower capital costs and try to, to get more profit. And they haven't really been able to benefit from world record decline in interest rates. They don't have access to banking, lending, traditional terms, that is. 
And while we've seen record high commercial real estate prices, we've also seen record low interest rates. So short-term costs to build new facilities and equipment may rise in the future. So producers that pass right now uh, might see a higher indoor cultivation cost down the road to offset some of those increase in prices. So if we enter a long-term inflationary cycle, cannabis could be well-positioned. It's continuing uh, the federal illegality of cannabis has led to the excessive costs uh, that provide cost-cutting opportunities regardless of inflation. So there's some margin in there with that uh, perpetual $40 an eighth price as the wholesale cost has gone from you know, maybe $6 in Canada to $1.30 in the U.S. to $0.05 cents in, in Colombia, the price of producing gets lower and lower. So we should see the cost of capital declining, um, uplistings or higher volume for public stock exchanges, especially if 280E is reversed and people can write off labor. That's going to be a huge increase in profit margins overnight. Uh, you'll have other cannabis companies be able to borrow money, especially if um, we get banking access, uh, being able to borrow uh, with, with better interest rates. The access to capital and the subject matter expertise at that level will provide opportunities to provide efficiencies, scaling, expansion, automating, all of those things that, that we kind of touch on with this podcast, um, being able to pull from other sectors as well. You'll see better use of spaces with vertical uh, integration, vertical uh, integrated agriculture, um, and better use of, of uh, space and resources, really. Um, we'll also see opportunities arise. So um, if someone's growing in California and we have access to sell across state lines, that arbitrage opportunity you know, in New York might be $7,000 if it's a really nice strain. So it'd be interesting to see uh, the demand and, and where other states want their genetics to come from, uh, like we see with, with wine, for example. So there are regions around the world that will be coveted. Uh, and once that, that transport cross state lines, cross border, all of that happens, definitely open up uh, some opportunities um, and skew pricing, um, you know, with, with, uh, the more demand you have for rare genetics, uh, just like a rare bottle of wine, for example. Uh, but ultimately, I think we'll see just as any commodity pricing coming down to maybe $20 for outdoor per pound. If that's what we're seeing with tobacco, $18.99 for a pound of tobacco, why would it be any different than any other crop? So I think that what you're seeing in California, direct sales to consumers. If you haven't heard about it, we're going to talk about it on a podcast, just kind of waiting to see how that rolls out. But essentially, if a retailer that's paying millions of dollars for a license has a producer, someone that's growing, selling directly to the consumer, bypassing the retail model, and then they don't get a cut, their business model, license, and money that they paid for it is worthless. So there's a lot of that it's going to happen down the road, a lot of investment, a lot of redundancies. And that's why you don't see a lot of beverage companies. It costs way too much money to duplicate that. So the redundancies we're seeing in cannabis is going to cause a lot of companies to fail. Inflation um, you know, may not be a factor yet. I think we'll see consolidation first and then uh, we'll see what happens with the money supply. But quantitative easing is a huge reason for uh, the the increase in costs of, of general products, whether it's housing or beef jerky, 
cannabis uh, is really one of those things where it's kind of been set. Uh, and unlike silver or maybe milk, um, there's very few commodities that have kept its pricing over the last three to five decades. Very, very rare. So uh, this is something we'll touch on in the future. Just kind of we thought we'd throw it out there, uh, see what your response is. So let us know. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachix Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.